Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. This is your host, Sabria Mills, and I would like to welcome you to another dope episode. And I have the most amazing, I'm so honored to have this guest. Um, the title of this episode is A Songwriter's Journey, and I have the amazing Bintek, Binta, right? I'm calling Bintek because that's like your songwriter thing. <laughs> Binta. Khan. Am I saying that correct, sis? I yeah. always butcher names. No, you're you're fine. You know what's funny? I've been meaning to change my handle because people keep calling me Bintak, but K okay. is my middle initial. So you're good. Oh. But yeah, my name's just Binta. Yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, sis. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, so I'm gonna just do a little introduction. So alhamdulillah, um, I met this beautiful soul, beautiful sister. Actually, we're Famcly, um, Amcly, um, which is you know an organization that works with local organizers and community leaders. Um, and we just hit it off instantaneously. Um, just absolutely talented. I think the first time I had maybe like a real in depth conversation. Um, with this sister, I actually got to hear her sing. So she's a songwriter. Um, she's an amazing singer. Um, she's an artist. Um, and I just really like, it just literally um, gave so much serenity to my heart when I heard her sing because it literally came from her soul um, and gave me so much peace. So I really just couldn't wait to have her on the show and just talk a little bit about her journey because I think it's so beautiful. Um, but yeah, I know she has a lot of other ways to define herself. So sister, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, mashallah. Thank you so much for the kind words. First of all, um, I, you're just so kind and so sweet, mashallah. And I love this initiative. Um, so I'm honored to be on the show as well. Um, but yeah, uh, like she said, my name is Binta. I was born and raised in Chicago. I'm from Senegal and Gambia, um, by yeah. my parents. <laughs> so I'm first generation born and raised here. Um, um, and yeah, I am a singer songwriter and we'll get into a little bit more about my journey later here um, in a little bit, but that's, yeah, that's basically it for me. Okay. Awesome. So wait a minute, break that down. You're your Senegalese and Gambian, you said? Yeah. Or? So okay. my, my dad um, was actually born in uh, Castor, Dakar, Senegal. Um, mm -hmm. And my mom is from Banjul, Gambia, but she moved to Senegal when she was little. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, but definitely West African, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you maybe a little bit later. I'll tease into my questions. Just I want to know how that how that was just growing up here, like with mm -hmm. the, you know, kind of dichotomy of both both worlds. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. Um, I, you know, we always in, in this show, we always have this central theme question. Um, we, we are called the Dope Muslim Women Podcast. We love hearing everybody everybody's perspective and answer to this. So I wanted to ask you this question. Mm. What do you think makes a Muslim woman dope? Mm. Oh, I love this question. I don't think I've ever been asked this um, before, but honestly, I think Muslim women are dope because they just have such a high um, closeness to Allah, like to God. And no matter where we go, we know that Allah is watching us and we are able to hold ourselves up with such sincerity and beauty and just like holistic well-being. Um, and mm -hmm. for me, that's even part of the reason I started wearing hijab. Um, I didn't wear hijab until I was about 26 or 27 years old. And I always like sincerely admired people that did it because they just showed such strength um in their their posture and like the way that they moved in the world and honestly I, I just couldn't wait to actually be among the people that were brave enough to do that and so yeah Muslim women are dope because they're fearless <laughs> yeah you're right you know that's so powerful you know when I think about it it's like a lot of times people that don't have the experience of kind of being visibly Muslim and it doesn't take away from anyone that doesn't have the experience mm -hmm. but you know, navigating in this time, you know, wearing a hijab as like a banner. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's like a badge of honor kind of thing. It's, it, it comes with its challenges. You do have to be fearless. You yeah. do have to be fearless. 
Yeah. That's really, that's powerful. That's and on really the powerful. other end of that, my Muslim women that don't wear hijab are also extremely fearless and beautiful. Absolutely. And just so I've just been surrounded with some really hardworking and beautiful souls in my life. And, you know, I'll, my mom, even she doesn't wear hijab, but she's one of the most beautiful people. And, you know, I'm just so grateful to be surrounded by those people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. You're absolutely right. We celebrate all women. We celebrate um, all individuals and how they, um, you know, express their strength and spirituality and connection to God. Um, Mm. But yeah, so I know that you said that you are um, a singer. And like I had the personal privilege of hearing you sing. Um, First of all, can you talk about your journey? Like, how did you get into being a songwriter and singer? Where, Where did it all start? Yeah, for sure. So I I think I kind of have a um, unorthodox uh, method of how I got into singing per se. But uh, essentially, my personality leans into the background. I've never been a foreground person. So I never in my life thought that I would be singing for people. Um, But I have always sang in my room my entire life, I would sing and I, (laughs) I used to ask my little brother to rate me from one to 10. And that mm-hmm. was like, it was my vocal coach for a little bit when I was younger, um, you know, in my room. <laughs> wow. um, and so, yeah, so outside of that, I never thought that I was good enough to sing, uh, like to sing for real. So I've been listening to, you know, so many different people growing up, like Yusindor or Erica Badu or... Um, Uh, Lauren Hill, like people like that. And so I I would always compare myself to different singers. And I just never thought I was good enough. Um, So fast forward to October 2018, um, the company that I actually work for, shout out to Iman, um, Inner City Muslim Action Network, uh, we actually host this artist retreat every year. And um, I obviously I work on the arts and culture team there. And so I was, you know, the background person getting things taken care of for all of the guests. And um, one of the artists, Caleb, the poet from Chicago, an amazing poet. She heard me singing kind of to myself in the corner. And so she took that and ran with it and told um, mm. Phanam, which is another amazing artist and MC from Chicago that I could sing. And girl, the next thing I knew, basically he called my name on the mic and was like, she about to sing. And so I literally just had no choice. <laughs> and I just got up there and I sang in front of, you know, some world round, renowned um, artists and Grammy nominated artists. And I was so nervous, but it was honestly one of the most, um, just, uh, just the most beautiful and spiritual experience that I've ever had. Cause I just felt like my creative soul was able to open in that moment. Um, and so after that, essentially everyone kind of came up to me and gave me some like words of advice and encouragement and just really told me to, um, utilize the gift that Allah has blessed me with. And so from there, I just started writing and I've been writing also my entire life, not songs, but I've always loved writing. That was my favorite subject growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was pretty a smooth transition for me to start writing songs. Um, And I don't have any knowledge, like background knowledge about music or music theory or anything like that. I literally would just kind of just sit and pray and um, randomly songs would just start coming to me and then I would just start writing them down. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. You know, I I couldn't help but just like really be reflective Mm. when you mentioned how you never felt good enough Mm. to do it. Now, I mean, like I said, I personally heard you sing Mm. and um, you definitely, mashallah, mashallah, Allah bless you with very serious talent, mashallah. Um, I just want to kind of explore that for a moment, if that's okay, because I just, I do think it's, it's, it's insightful for other people. Like, where did that kind of feeling come from? And, and did you only push push past it when you kind of got that confirmation from it? I know you said it got kind of pushed out there. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, to be honest, I think 
especially you kind of touched on it earlier with me just growing up with uh, the dichotomy of living two different worlds my entire life, you know, not being African enough and not being American enough, not really finding where I fit in in spaces, um, especially as a kid and then leaning into when I became an adult. Um, I always had a certain level of um, insecurity just because I wasn't sure really where my voice sat in space. Um, and so I think that that definitely played a huge role in, you know, like me being confident in myself and knowing that I can do it and that, you know, I was blessed with a certain voice and all of our voices are different and all of our voices are worth being heard. Um, so really, I think getting that validation really did push me towards doing it. But I've always known that, you know, I can hold a note, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I didn't think yeah. that um, I could actually, you know, push through and pursue any type of career as an artist, just given the fact that, um, especially since my parents sacrificed so much for us, Mm -hmm. um, wanting to make sure that I made them proud, you know, with whatever I um, I did in my life. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually have my a master's degree as well. And so education was really important and it's still important to me and my family. And so that was kind of the route that I took essentially was, you know, just following the the comfort zone essentially. So with me getting out of my comfort zone, um, even now I'm getting a little like shaky talking about it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's scary, you know, like you don't want to, you want to pursue what you think you should be doing. And, you know, subhanAllah, Allah has just been opening so many doors for me um, to be able to continue doing this. And that's how I know that I should be doing it. But it is scary because, you know, you don't want to start something new after you've been doing so much in your comfort zone for the longest. So, oh, my gosh, you are just speaking so much life, I swear. <laughs> and I just I'm going to say it on a personal note. I know, you know, we do this show. It's for the listeners. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's just a girl to girl talk. And I think you know, honestly, like, you know, I honestly was feeling a little low right before, you know, you and I got on the on the podcast and it was just, you know, even and I'm sure you could speak to this and I know I'm a little off the script, but that's OK. But um, <laughs> I know you can speak to this. It's like even when you do like push past that fear, right, you kind of do what you know what Allah is calling you to or and what you know what you probably should be doing. Right. It, it's It's clear. But then even in that process and that journey, it's like there's so many self-doubts and there's so many things that try to convince you that, you know, no, you shouldn't or people ain't really feeling it or mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, like I was just having that moment today. So when you share that, it just really touched my heart in a very deep way. But mm -hmm. can you can you just tell me a little bit of like, how do you use your voice to really define who you are and then kind of stick with it? Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's just a case by case basis. Like you said, sometimes we're really feeling ourselves and we're like, man, I'm mm -hmm. in the world. I can do this. And then other times you kind of have like, you know, shaitan whispering in your ears here and there like, hey, you know, do you really want to do this? <laughs> wow. um, and so what I do is um, I just try my best to speak whatever a lot places on my heart. And I think that it's beneficial for the person that I'm speaking to at the time, like whatever I feel is placed on my heart, I, I know that they need to hear it for a reason. And so I try to do that. And I also try to um, speak for myself before others can speak for me um, mm. and creating spaces for myself to be me. Cause for the longest, I didn't do that for years, like for decades, even I, I didn't do that. I, I was kind of just kind of fall, let myself fall to the wayside in order to please other people. And that really isn't doing um, justice to yourself. And honestly, like our voice is a really powerful tool, especially for us as artists that we've been blessed with. And um, somebody told me before that, you know, it's not our right not to share it. So that's what I've gone with. And I know that if I don't utilize the voice that Allah has given me and not that not just my singing voice, but my voice as, you know, as me, as as Benta, as somebody that is here for a reason. Um, it's kind of kind of not um, utilizing what Allah has blessed me with. And I don't want to be ungrateful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're speaking so much life right now. I, I just wanted to ask you, though, is it 
Has it been barriers though on your journey? I know you came to this realization, mashallah, it's clear that that's what you should be doing, mm-hmm. but has there been roadblocks on your journey? To, Cause I, I know, and I just want to say this, I don't know if we announced it in the introduction and we'll probably talk about it at the end, but you have an album, right? Am I understanding? Yeah. Have, so so okay. the album right now is a roadblock. <laughs> I will okay. say. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I actually have my first single out um, called Bugumadem and, mm-hmm. uh, what I'm doing with my music is um, utilizing my Wolof native language in my music so that I can teach other people about um, languages from specific areas in West Africa, um, as well as even teach myself more about my roots and where I come from, um, because I'm not a native Wolof speaker, but even though I can understand it completely, it's hard for me to speak it. So I've been trying to incorporate that into my music so I can learn more about it. Um, and so a w- roadblock that I have face honestly was earlier this year um, I actually had to have two emergency uh, dental surgeries that were pretty bad and um, I wasn't able to record so my um, timeline kind of shifted a little bit but um, honestly I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and I know that um, that People might think that that's cliche, but I really truly believe that. Um, and I know that um, even with this this COVID-19 that's going on, I haven't been able to record. You know, that's just more time that's pushing me back. But it's allowing me other time to get to know myself better, to get to talk to my families, um, to write more. And so that is what I'm grateful for. And that is how I'm going to keep pushing through. Um, and I know that there are some people that believe that, you know, Muslim women shouldn't be singing in public. Mm-hmm. and things like that and right. to be honest I've been blessed and I haven't ran into anybody like that I I um found one post um online about somebody saying that you know I, oh Muslim women should be singing and it was literally just one negative comment out of you know a thousand positive comments so I think for me just trying to shut out that negativity and um it's not really for them you know I feel yeah. like Allah is is saying, hey, go forward, go do it. And I actually was recently um, just blessed with a huge individual artist grant through the city of Chicago. Yay. And, uh, yeah, so that was like a huge blessing. Um, so that, that came as well. And so every step that I take, I make sure that I make dua beforehand. And I just ask my friends and my family to pray for me. And I feel protected in that. Mm, subhanAllah. Wow. Um, you know, Vince, I do want to ask this question yeah. just because I, I mean, you know, anytime a woman or a man, but I'm just going to speak on behalf of women because that's what we are. Anytime we go through like this, this transformative process where, you know, we tap into, because I truly believe that Allah created all of us with this divine gift, this genius within all of us that we're supposed to utilize to make some kind of impact or change in this world, or mm-hmm. even a, a path or a way or a tool, which we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better. And, it, you know, not everybody taps into it in their lifetime, right? There's, um, And I think whenever a woman taps into this, there's this transformation that happens. Mm-hmm. And sometimes with that transformation, it makes it difficult for people around you. So I'm wondering, have you had any situations where, you know, like you said, that transformation from just being bent up behind the scenes, low key to now, like kind of being out there, you're a singer, you got this album coming, you got a single out. Have you seen shifts in your relationships as a result of that? Well, yes. (laughs) I figured so. I'm like, I I definitely want to talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's so true. You know, um, how do I, how do I put this? So, Essentially, I feel that when people start to see you glowing up, if they aren't Mm. in a space in their life where they're comfortable, they start kind of pushing that negative energy onto you. And unfortunately, um, it it is very sad um, because, you know, some of these people you've known for years or some of them you just met, but it's really, really important to pray to Allah that you're blessed with people that are there for your good. And one prayer that I used to grow up 
um, thinking about was just having like Muslim friends. And um, I have amazing, beautiful friends that aren't Muslim. um, And they're like, they're people of the book, or um, they may not be, you know, like, they're kind of on their own spiritual path. And I always just prayed about good people, but I never really grew up having specific like Muslim women friends um, in my in my area. Um, And so I slowly started praying specifically for that, um, to be blessed to be in spaces where angels are and to be with people that are good people and that know and trust my journey. And I'm telling you, like that prayer specifically has manifested in so many ways um, that has lifted me up. And those people are good people and they're people that I trust and I know have um my best interests at heart. And I will say that if, you know, your relationships do slowly start to shift, that's just an answer to your prayer. Cause I, I prayed for, for people that were angels to be around me and I got blessed with that. And slowly the people that weren't, or the people that were meant, you know, that meant harm for me were slowly removed from my life. And, you know, that can hurt sometimes. Cause you, you think you don't know who those people are going to be. And when you don't think that, it's, oh, it couldn't have been that person, you know, it couldn't have been this person. But then you slowly see that, you know, things start happening where your relationships start to falter. And then you realize that the positive that came out of that is because Allah is making room for other people that need to be in your space. And so that's really what I've learned from it. And I also learned that lesson um, it's a little bit off to- off topic, no, but please go because you like giving me therapy right now. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no problem. So, um, so I always was like an overweight kid, and mm. um, that was also what kind of played into my insecurities. And so in 2016, um, my friend was planning um, a trip to Miami, and so I went like ham in the gym. I was eating so clean. I was doing well. Like I lost so much weight, and I realized that in that transfer information, a lot more people started coming, like trying to talk to me, get to know me. And like, I was still the same person. I just was a little smaller. Um, And so that's when I really learned that lesson. Before I learned the spiritual lesson, I learned that people are going to try to be around you when they see you like coming up and they know that you can benefit them. Not everybody, not everybody, but there Mm -hmm. are still people that are like that. And so you really have to protect your energy and your space and the best of protectors is a lot so that's why I went to him I was like hey can you uh can you help me <laughs> and so honestly that that's what I did so that's what I would say is um honestly like just spend time alone like sometimes and like really just pray to Allah listen to what he's trying to tell you and pray that you can hear him because I couldn't hear him for a long time and I didn't know you know what I needed to be doing I still sometimes can't really hear what he's trying to tell me but um you know that's just the facts of life we just have to try our best and you know keep going I'm definitely nowhere near perfect um but I try my best yeah, subhanAllah. Oof, girl, you don't even know. Um, mashallah, I, I'm very thankful for you sharing that. You truly are drop, dropping gems. I'm sure other people could benefit from it, um, but and will benefit from it, excuse me. Charlie. But for me personally, mashallah, it's very um it came at the on the right day and the right time. And I thank you for sharing that um that that wisdom. Alhamdulillah. So, I mean, this segues into our next question, which I think is important, which is how important is it for women to know, um, for a woman to know, excuse me, who she is and exercise the right to love herself through the gifts Mm -hmm. Allah has gifted her with? So it kind of just takes, you know, pretty much you touched on it, but just how important is it for her to just love what Allah has blessed her with and just honor it and go for it with it? Honestly, it's everything. That's that's really what I'm realizing. You know that um that Lauren Hill song, Everything is Everything is yeah. so true. It's so true. Yeah. And I wish that I would have known this sooner. And I'm very grateful 
that I know this now, but whoever's listening, honestly, just please take the time to know yourself and to to meditate and to pray and just give yourself positive affirmations. Um, and don't worry about what the outside word world, sorry, is trying to tell you. Um, just really look deep into yourself and know that you are worthy and you are beautiful and that's inside and out. No matter what has happened to you, what you've been through, just really, truly like exercise. And, it, and you said the right word, exercise, because it, it takes time. It's not something that is just going to come overnight. You literally have to exercise the, the muscle of self-love. And that's something that I'm working on every day. Um, there would be times like, subhanAllah, I couldn't even like really look at myself in the mirror because I would be just like ashamed about certain things um, that I've done or um, just, you know, ways that I've treated myself or treated my my peers. And I would be, you know, really just ashamed of that. And so I, I'm literally doing the self-work now um, to not you know, have that negative self-talk. And that's one thing that I've learned um, in my my process is really whenever one of those negative moments comes to you, like automatically combat it with a positive thought about yourself. Um, and also don't try to assimilate, you know, to what others are trying to say is the right way to do something or just to, you know, gain the approval of other people. Because ultimately, these people don't have any power over you. It's really just Allah that is in control of everything. And you're in control of your space and your body and yourself. Um, and that that's honestly what I've learned. And even just through me um, being single, too, that's really helped me um, on my journey towards self-discovery um, because I've had a lot of time to really think about who I am, like my flaws, my my positive um my positive attributes that I have. And so I've literally just spent the last four years or so working on that and I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. takes it takes time, but you can do it. Like all you have to do is for real, just start, just start just one day, just looking at yourself and saying, you know, I can do this. Even something as simple as that can really help. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't um, no, 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 no. I, my, I, I literally like had my eyes closed as I, as you were talking. Um, you definitely need to put this down somewhere. I know you have your music, but um, writing it would be so powerful. But you did mention in regards to you know being single. I, you know, it's interesting because you know this is season two. Yeah. Um, but season one, we had quite a few sisters that were like just talking about that process um, of really being able to tap into yourself, take the benefit, the blessing of Allah giving you that time to mm. really get to know yourself. So, you know, if, if, if a brother comes along, is it going to um, throw off your, uh, throw off your game? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, uh, no, it's just going to add to it. Inshallah. <laughs> yeah, inshallah. And it's funny you said that because um, I think about love a lot. Like I, I think I'm one of one of the most um, romantic people that, that I know. I think I would say so. And my friends, I think, would also say so. Um, but I have literally been writing um, letters to my future husband since 2016. And wow. I guess it wasn't my idea. I found this idea. Um, I think there was like a book on Amazon. This lady was doing the same thing. So I'll, I was like, you know, let me just do it. And honestly, through all that time, I thought I was going to meet, you know, this person and I would see glimpses of the person in, in different people, but it never would be them. And so for me, um, it's slowly just became a diary of my life like I went back reading through it and I was just thinking to myself wow I, I don't even remember going through this you know it was moments where I didn't have a job or I was you know writing my thesis for grad school or you know something happened to me that day and so it just slowly um, became a journal for me and that's one other thing I would say is you know write a journal just keep a journal of your singleness and your, and your time and what are you what are you doing with your time um 
Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's honestly what I would say. And it's funny because um, I I never have been like a brave person, but last year um, there was this one brother, and I don't know if this is gonna get cut. I don't really mind if people hear it, but <laughs> no, 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 it's not gonna get cut because this is, it sounds quite juicy. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna go too deep, you know. I'm not gonna get out all the tea. But um, there was this, this one brother that um, I was really feeling like I was like, man, this is it. I think this is him. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I was really trying to see what's up. And so um, I told my friend, I was like, you know, I think I'm just gonna tell him. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to do because I've been thinking about it for like the whole year. And so you know, the hopeless romantic in me, I just prayed about it, and then I told him. And you know, long story short, nothing ended up coming out of it. He was really sweet with his response but um basically he just wasn't ready and so nothing came out of it um so literally now this year it was around this time last year so this year my friend and I were talking about it and we're like you know what can we do we kind of we've been praying we've been looking we've been telling people what else can we do and we've been working on ourselves and we feel you know ready but Allah hasn't blessed us with it yet so Uh, we decided to create um, an experience for uh, Muslim millennials to find love, essentially. And it's literally going to start soon on this Saturday. So essentially, um, they will have a group of 10 men and 10 women, the first cohort. And uh, I don't know if you have you seen that show Love is Blind? Yeah, well, I haven't really, everybody's been talking about it. I think I saw like the episode one. So I get the theme of it. I, I okay. get the theme. Well, essentially, it's, it's a low key blind social experience for Muslim oh. millennials um, that utilizes like conversations of the soul to find a potential partner rather than just swiping, you know, left and right through pictures. And so um, we are almost done with the signups. Um, and so essentially, this first group of people is going to get to know people through a set of different questions. Questions um, and these questions are going to take place via Zoom, obviously because we're doing um, physical distancing right now. But I really pray that this, you know, works for someone. If not, if not me or my friend, um, whomever signs up, I really hope that it works out because I just am a lover of love, and I just really hope that um, you know it works. It sounds like an incredible idea, and in fact, you're probably going to be blown up. When this episode is released, like, how can I get the deets? I want to ask a question, though. Like, are you? Do you feel like you're going to get the the male participation? Because sometimes yeah. they're harder to sign up. They're there. They're interested in doing it. You know what's funny? Um, no, you're actually right. We've we got so many women interested, and there've been a handful of men. And I think really what it is is that people are afraid of not only just the fear of not knowing but also the fear of someone realizing they that they may be shallow, more shallow than they think and I think mm-hmm. that's what I'm finding is that people wait, 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 wait. you gotta break that down <laughs> I feel like you're about, you about to enlighten us hold on break that down what, okay. what do you think? All right. So basically the premise is you're meeting someone that you don't know what they look like, right? You're just getting to know them based off of how they answer these questions. But at the end of the day, say I really like talking to, let's just say his name is, I don't know, John. I really like talking to John, but then after I see his picture, I'm not really feeling him anymore. So does that make me a shallow person? Maybe, maybe not. Um, So I think that some people may be like fearful of the fact that um, myself as a curator or whoever is seeing these responses may see them in a negative light because they didn't, you know, because they, they said that they wanted to get to know this person. But then after they saw what they looked like, they changed their mind. But I will say that I know that it, it's in like the Sunnah that um, like physical appearance is part of it. That's not, you know, that's not the end all be all. It is part of it. But also getting to know someone for their character is part of it as well. And oftentimes we meet someone based off of um, their physical appearance first. Why can't we meet them off of their character first? Mm, wow but you're right okay so I see exactly what you mean but I, I get it for for some brothers it's that's a little tough but I get it open yeah it takes someone to be really and I know it's not to like you said it's not to negate we understand that men are visual creatures and we get the importance not trying to negate it but I do I do see what you mean wow that's that's really um a powerful thing that you're doing and I see how you know, just being single is allowed you to not only, um, you know, tap into yourself, but just, you know, really be able to 
bring even your, uh, now you say, like I say, you're ready for marriage. And I can see even your creative aspects are being brought into that. Because look what, you, what you're what you creating, mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. So it's, it's me um, and my friend Ikram. I'd also okay. want to shout her out too, because she's been doing a lot of work. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out to her. Um, so... I want to just talk about, you know, I mean, alhamdulillah, your, your journey was so insightful. And I think, and, and I think it's, it's helpful in itself is advice, but I really want to just tackle some real tools. Um, let, 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 let me just kind of break this down. Let's start with the sister that, or, or the woman that may just be really out of tune with mm-hmm. what she's gifted at. Do you have some advice or some tips for a woman to start start to discover and at first just identify what her gift is? Yeah, for sure. Um, and um, this is a lot because I don't have all the answers, but um, <laughs> it's your perspective. We understand. <laughs> yeah, this word has worked for me. Um, I would say, and I hope that this helps people. But if you're really at the lowest of the low, and I've dealt in my past with you know like depression and anxiety, and so I've had moments where I've literally just been like, man, I'm at the the lowest. I can't go lower than this right now. And honestly, like what really helped was just taking that first initial step. The first step is always the hardest. And the step can look like just sitting to yourself and just telling God what you need, like just literally speaking to him, telling him what you need, listening to what um, is falling onto your heart and just kind of trying to look at the breadcrumbs of your life. Like what has always been a stable in your life? Have you always been the person that likes to plan parties or, you know, like kids parties? Are you the go-to like um, book reader? Are you um, the TV connoisseur? Like what is your thing? And so from there, you can slowly start to piece together what you naturally are good at and um, you may not think that you are good at it but even just asking people in your circle what do they see you doing a lot and just compiling that data and you know starting from there so for example if you're a writer if you enjoy writing poetry or you know you're always writing down something start immersing yourself in different books or um, looking into different writers from the past Um, if you are creative start surrounding yourself with creative people going to open mics um and if you are too nervous to go to something like that start on youtube you know start looking at people's pages on youtube um you can join a bunch of free different classes to kind of cultivate the gift that you've been blessed with um and also really just trusting in yourself and just knowing that you can do it. I think that is really where it stems from. If you don't really trust yourself and have a, an ounce of um, an ounce of confidence in the fact that you can do it, it's going to be really difficult for you. And I've noticed that firsthand. It's hard for me to record on video because I'm so nervous um, to sing in front of people still. And so um, I think honestly, just taking it day by day. And um, using that as a concrete step, knowing that you're taking it day by day is a step. Yeah, beautiful advice. Wow. So let's move to the next step. Okay. That's great advice for the woman who just, again, tap into herself. Okay. So now this woman has identified this gift, that place of where you were. Um, and knows kind of um, kind of a little bit in tune of kind of the direction she should be going. Um, what are some, what are some tools of how she can take that and really manifest it into something? And I also just want to just make a, make a point. You, you, for example, your gift may be, you know, the art of creativity or being able to, you know, even take an idea or concept and really create it artistically. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about the maybe broader gift. How can a woman maybe fine tune it into something specific? Like, for example, you sing, you songwrite. Do you have any advice about that? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I would say just go with what brings you joy, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, if it brings you joy, try to just do it, even if you may not be like at an uh, advanced level. Um, it doesn't matter. Just start 
doing it. And um, I would say just for broader, even if you aren't creative, if you like to jog or if you find yourself to be, you know, a long distance runner or something like that, um, I think just trying to pursue things with excellence, digging into as much as you can, reading as much as you can. I think reading is really important. Um, and it, it, kind of applies to every aspect or every gift that we have and even like if we just look at the example of the prophet muhammad one of the first thing he was told was to read and so i utilize that and I, even myself i need to read more but um i think everybody can benefit from reading um and digging into what they exactly want to do i hope that helps <laughs> No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where it's at. Um, now, I, I want to kind of move to this next piece of advice, because I, I feel like this is maybe where the place that I am. And I know you spoke about it. You spoke about it in depth, you know, kind of like you've, you've, you've identified, you know, maybe some things you should be doing. You've put things in action. You're moving forward and you're pretty much aligned. Allah has, is showing you on this journey that you're on the right track. Um, but again, um, just advice for, for, let me ask this, you know, just stay in the course. I think that's very difficult for me. Like I've always kind of been a people pleaser. I talked about that a little bit in season one. And so people's feedback sometimes impacts me, even when I try to act like it doesn't, it really does. Mm -hmm. How, how does a person stay the course, um, despite support, no support, criticism, all of those things that may come as you're evolving? Yeah, um, man, it, that's a tough question because I, I think it varies for everyone. Um, but one thing that um, my vocal coach recently told me is that the closer you get to the creator, the closer you get to yourself. And that really stuck with me. And I feel like... Um, getting closer to the creator allows us to stay the course because we know that his course is the best course. And so we know if you have firm belief in that, you know that you can keep going because he's going to give you whatever you need because um, he's just the giver, you know, like he's going to give you whatever you need. And when we rely on ourselves or we rely on listening to what other people are saying or, oh, you know, you, you can't be a cook. You've never cooked before. Like, how are you going to do that? Or, you know, like this negative talk of um, what people what people are saying to us or if they tried to sing before and it didn't work out for them. So it's not going to work out for me, you know, trying to think, um, think away those thoughts. Don't think about that. Just think about the, the course that you're on and constantly looking towards where you're going. And I never was a believer in vision boards, but I did one, um, I did one last, the end of last year and I've been looking at it and reading it and it's really helping. Like it's literally something about visualizing where you are going. Cause if you don't see where you're going, I don't know how you're going to get there. <laughs> and that and that's the truth. I don't, because for me, I never wrote it down. I just always held it in my head. And I was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. But then you slowly start to lose sight of that because you don't see it. So if it's visually in your face and you see, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. Then every day you slowly, your, your mind is thinking about these things. And then you slowly start laying down the bricks and you start building the foundation foundation and then all of a sudden you have a podcast now you know what I mean yeah. so yeah. you've made it to to where you need to go and so from there you it's really just about consistency and persistence and continuously believing that you can do it and utilizing your network um you know you've had some amazing people on this podcast and mm -hmm. um I'm honored to be one of them but it's really just utilizing all the gifts that God has given you. Yes, he's given you 
the ability to do whatever you're doing that you're so good at, but he's also blessed you with people along the way to help mm-hmm. you and people yeah. that, you know, care for what you're doing. And so those people are going to, you know, continuously share along with your journey. And if they don't agree with what you're doing, then there's somebody else that does agree with what you're doing. And, you know, and you never are truly alone because we have, you know, Allah and then you have hopefully your family and your friends and your spouse, your kids, it, and then you have yourself, like yourself, you, you count too. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, I feel like I'm on a couch. Um, but <laughs> no, no, no. SubhanAllah. Um, it, it's beautiful, beautiful and timely um, advice. Um, I can't help. I can't help but think if you don't mind me sharing for a quick second. And when you said the vision board, cause I was just like you, I, you know, when, when everybody kind of got on this, bandwagon. I was just like, what is people, you know, I just seemed like a whole bunch of, you know, kind of just over the top stuff. So I never went to the vision board parties. I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. (laughs) And then one day alone, I just did it. And wallahi, everything on that vision board came into existence quickly. And it was like, and so then I I don't even call it a vision board anymore. I actually did a workshop when I call it a visual dua because, Mm -hmm. and I did one like January, I did one January and I was like, you know, just playing around. And sometimes you're like the pictures, you know, it's just what's there in the magazine. So it ended up being that there was a lot of pictures about podcasting, but at that time I thought it was just like something I was doing to get out some creative energy. And then it just, yeah. So I had to actually put Mm -hmm. my podcast closet because I'm like yo this thing is so freaky because it's like <laughs> look at it every day like it's too like it's crazy it's true and it's crazy because even like being on this podcast is a visual dua for me because I wrote down that I want to be interviewing um, and I want to be talking about my music. And then also I have a section on mine um, where I talked about my helpful people and Amkli is on there. So mm-hmm. I'm telling you, girl, it's something about this podcast and um, I'm sorry, not podcast, this uh, visual boarding or yeah, yeah. I love that um, that you were saying. And the way that I broke mine up, I found online um, a way to break it up with um, like feng shui. So like different colors and different meanings and at the top I have um, a verse from the Quran um, and then I broke it down so I have like wealth and prosperity and then I have um, fame and reputation love and relationships um, family and physical health spiritual health and well-being children and creativity knowledge and wisdom career and then travel and helpful people so I broke it down literally for me um, words are better for me. Like that's kind of just how my brain works. Over words over pictures, but mm. pictures help too. Some people like pictures, but for me, actually reading what I wrote um, is literally manifesting little by little. And it's I don't know what it is about it, but maybe it is. You're right. It's just a dua that you're saying every day or however many times. Yeah, you're the fact that it's there every day. Yeah, that's like I said. I put it in the closet. I probably should put it out, but it was just too much. It was. I was just like, my God. This is so intense. Like it's happening so fast. Like I was like, I, you know, but subhanAllah, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. But thank you um, so much for sharing that because I think that um, a lot of people take it lightly, but it's it's super important. I, I, I noticed you said you had a vocal coach. Do you have like a, is that like your, okay, I know what a vocal coach is, but do you also have like a coach mentor that kind of coaches you through your process or are you, are you strictly just with a vocal cor- coach yeah. for your voice uh-huh. um, so do you mean just for my my um singing yeah yeah so I'm just asking you know how people sometimes say like sometimes the key to success is getting a mentor getting a coach yeah. and I'm not yeah so do you have one or would you classify that as your vocal coach so, kind of just helping you yeah so mm-hmm. honestly I've had um a few mentors throughout my entire life but um I have I actually haven't had one stable mentor someone that has been there you know my entire life but I've I've would say honestly just my parents have been my mentors mm-hmm. uh, but I my vocal coach that I have now um, she's amazing and she's also um, a holistic vocal coach so um, she focuses on uh, like 
all of the the realms of our body so like spirituality um Mm. your your actual like physical health your mental health your emotional health and that's really something that I needed because I didn't realize that all of those um facets of our life affects our voice and so um I'm really grateful that I've met her and and what's interesting is she actually isn't Muslim she's Christian and Mm. um she does a lot of research on um you know, her clients and where they're from. And she's done a lot of research on Islam so that she will be able to cater my specific, um, my specific journey to me. So whatever we've been working on for the last um, 10 weeks or so has been curated basically just for me and based off of Islamic principles. And so that's one thing that I'm extremely grateful for. And honestly, it's funny because I haven't really done much singing with her. It's it's really been a lot of that um, mental work that I was talking about earlier and that like self-improvement um, work for my self-confidence to be able to utilize my voice because I haven't even really reached the peak of my voice because for so long I was so used to singing quietly in my room and so now when I sing I am kind of hitting a block because mentally I'm thinking oh I, I shouldn't be doing this and so I'm literally just ripping back the barriers of um, my own self telling me that I shouldn't be doing it. Wow. Wow. SubhanAllah. Wow. That holistic um, vocal coach sounds super dope. MashaAllah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I personally believe I always advocate for um, a, a coach, some type of coach or some type of mentor. I just think it, especially if you have some blockages, it's, it sometimes can be really helpful. But yeah, ultimately, um, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best, <laughs> is the best um, once a coach is through that. But Vince, I wanted to just thank you so much for sharing your story, for being on this podcast. I know for a fact, and I can't wait till this drops because I have a lot to say about it when it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want you to drop your your details in a second, but I do have to just say that, like I, I, I said it throughout the podcast, but I do think this is such a powerful conversation um, just because of when we talk about someone's journey, you just really don't know that, you know, how many other people are going through a similar journey or maybe at a certain point of the journey that you've been through and, you know, how you really can impact and, and help um, others. But um, please, please, please drop the deets. Like, where can we get the song? How can we follow you? Like, give us all the information so we can <laughs> We can stay abreast. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, it's been an honor to be on this show. I'm really grateful and excited to hear the other ladies that you have lined up, especially for the Ramadan series. I'm looking out for that. Um, so yeah, you guys can find me, or should I say you ladies um, can find me um, on Instagram at underscore Binta, B-I-N-T-A, and the letter K. Um, and also, if anyone is interested in listening to my song, there is a link directly on my Instagram. It's a link tree. You can just click on music and it'll be right there. And if you're interested in the um, Muslim virtual blind, um, the blind, sorry, my mind just went to a blank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can cut this part. I'll start over. Um Um, (laughs) go ahead (laughs) okay so y'all can find me on instagram at underscore binta k that's spelled underscore b-i-n-t-a-k um there is a link tree link on my instagram that will take you directly to my song bugamadem and also a link to support my upcoming album and there also is a link included for i meet soul which is the virtual muslim millennial experience that my friend Ikram and I are doing. Okay. All right. MashaAllah. I cannot, cannot wait. Um, And um, like I said, we definitely want to go ahead and support our sister. I'll try to drop the deets um, on under the uh, specifics or the information of this podcast. So please make sure you want to support the sister. Um, Okay. So thank you again for being on this podcast. And I wanted to thank all the listeners for being here. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook at the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. And again, make sure you follow, subscribe on our platforms, whichever one works for you, but just make sure that you follow 
and subscribe on one of them, Apple, Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, whatever your pleasure is. Um, We also have a Facebook group um, and we're going to be getting really heavy active into it this season, but it is a safe space. A lot of brothers have asked to join, but unfortunately um, it's only for sisters (laughs) Um, and it is a safe space where we can continue these discussions. Again, thank you so much, Benta. And I hope that you have a safe and happy Ramadan, inshallah. I mean, you too. Thank you so much. I mean, again, this is another episode of the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. This is your host, Sabria. Assalamualaikum.